Sound Off, and let your voice be heard. Here's your host of Sound Off, Brad Bennett. Well, I am here, and uh, and I can talk. <laughs> so uh, I guess we'll uh, move along today. I can't believe the weather forecast that I just heard. 44 degrees and sunny on Sunday? Well, you know, I guess this is the place where we have to start today. Um, Puxatani Phil did not see his shadow when they took him out of his uh, hole today. And that uh, that means that we're going to have an early spring on Groundhog Day, which is celebrated on February 2nd, of course. So that happened on February 2nd. This has been going on, by the way, this uh, relying on a groundhog since uh, about 1887. Um, you know, they they take the uh, groundhog out if he sees his shadow. Uh, there's going to be another six weeks of winter or whatever. But if he doesn't see it, it's going to be an early spring. So according to this report this morning, Puxipatani Phil did not see his shadow when they took him out yesterday or today, actually. And that means we're going to have an early spring. And you know what? That kind of corresponds with all the weather that we've been seeing around the Northland for a long time as well. Now, uh, okay, we, I'm I'm seeing some spots here from Kenny. Kenny, how did you uh, how did you do yesterday? The last two hours, you, everything rolled. Oh, I along? stumbled along. I, I just. Oh I, no, you I, didn't. I, well, I did actually. I, I was just out of sync. I just. It is what it is, but we did have callers, Tom and Jeff and Phil, good. and good, people good. Uh, chimed in, and we talked to Jerry from London Road Rental, celebrating 22 years of business at that location. Isn't that something? Yeah. Isn't that something? Uh, Margaret up at Wood Magic, we had a nice chat with her. 40 years for Margaret. Actually, 42 years, Brad. 42 years, yeah. She's, so, yeah. You know, I and I've meant to ask Margaret a couple of times. I know that she lost her longtime associate there that had been working with her, and I know she's been working on getting somebody else. Do you know if she has another person working with her or not? I don't. Probably don't. No, I don't either. So anyway, well, listen, so many things going on. Uh, I guess we could start by uh, saying this: Minnesota, the state of Minnesota. The, um, I, I guess you would say the political climate in Minnesota is not conducive, not supportive, not very strongly supportive of, uh, of conservatives, of a conservative mindset. And I guess we saw that over the last weekend. Um, there's reports out now the last couple of days that the offices of the Center for the American Experiment were targeted by arsons over the weekend, resulting in significant fire damage to their building. The fire is being investigated as a deliberate act of arson by the FBI, the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms, Explosives, the Hennepin County Sheriff's Office, and the Hennepin County Fire and Investigative Team. Now, the Center for American Experiment is a is a very solid conservative organization that researches a lot of information, comes up with a lot of good. Their their president, 
Uh, John Heindracker is probably one of the finest uh, conservatives in the state of Minnesota, without a doubt. And uh, they targeted not only their office, and I'll show you how you can tell that this was a targeting event. Uh, The fire occurred around 2 a.m. on Sunday morning and were started outside the first floor offices of the American Experiment. They're located in a three-story, kind of an older building in Golden Valley. And uh, and then, in addition to that, and Take Charge, that's another conservative organization located in the same building. But then they went up, the arsonists went up to the third floor where the offices of the UMLC is located. That is the Upper Midwest Law Center. And that's a conservative law center that has filed uh, lawsuits against uh, Democrats and other organizations. Um, The second floor has no visible fire damage at all. So they obviously did it to the first floor where the American Experiment and Take Charge was located, then went to the third floor where the office of the Upper Midwest Law Center was damaged. Judging by the damage from the fire, I've seen pictures, it will take months to repair the building. Uh, but uh, uh, John Heinrecker says, look, have no, this fire obviously were set by somebody uh, they targeted conservative organizations. They didn't firebomb the chiropractor or the psychologist or the manufacturer alliance in the same building. They only targeted us. Um, however, this firebombing will not slow us down. American experiment work for freedom is not dependent on bricks and mortar location. Uh, in fact, we launched a new campaign today opposing uh, Governor Walz's new fo- fuel standards that are more extreme and more expensive than even those of California, Oregon, and Washington. Unbelievable. Then, if you take that, just take that uh, story by itself, and then tie it into one that came out today in the morning take, you know, the morning take is all kind of all things political, Minnesota, and covers both Democrats and Republicans. Today, they had a breakdown of the state uh, Democratic Farmer Labor Party and the state GOP, the Republican Party, on their finances, okay? And this... This gets really interesting because everybody thinks that the Republicans, well, not everybody, but some, a lot of people think the Republicans are the rich elites. They're the people that got all the money in the world. They do all that stuff. Well, <laughs> as I reach for my piece of paper here, here are the actual numbers. The money carried forward. This, is, uh, this was starting... In uh, in December of 31 of 23, the, and these reports are the money carry forward, the money raised, the money spent, and the money on hand, okay? And these, of course, go to support their Democratic and Republican campaigns that are run by the state. Now, you have to remember, Minnesota is controlled by the trifecta. They control the governor's office, they control the state legislature, and they control the state senate. Now, up until just a year or two ago, 
we had divided state government. And because of that, we didn't see the kind of spending that we did last year when the trifecta spent every dime we had of the $17 billion surplus in the state of Minnesota. So here's the figures uh, for, for right now. The Democratic Farmer Labor Party is carrying forward $869,584.66 on the state level, $667,040.62 on the federal level, which makes their total carried forward one million five hundred forty-five thousand six hundred and twenty-five dollars and twenty-eight cents. Not a bad little chunk of change, huh, to carry forward to start the year out? Now, let's see how that compares to the Republicans. The Republicans are carrying forward $8,047.57 on the state level, $1,124.28 on the federal level. So that makes it a total carry forward of $9,171.85 compared to the Democrats, $1,545,625.28. A little discrepancy there? Just a slight bit. <laughs> now, the Republicans have been uh, trying to raise money. They have raised, actually in an off year, Last year, they did a pretty good job. They raised $455,346 on the state state level, $1,940,000 on the federal. So they were carrying forward uh, $2,405,000. That was money raised. Okay. Now, on the Democratic side, they raised $3,803,489 on the state level, $5,691,325.70 on the federal level, or in other words, raised total $9,495,825.70. So so they raised 9 million, almost 9.5 million. The Republicans raised 2.4 million. So now money isn't everything. If you get a really solid candidate, sometimes they can do a great job. But money does make a difference. You know, we have had up here in northern Minnesota, we've had an incredible candidate for a couple of different offices, Donna Bergstrom, who now works for the Republican Party and as a, is kind of on their uh, staff. But she's run for two or three different offices. She's an American Indian woman, a retired military, I think she was a lieutenant commander or a lieutenant uh, colonel. You know, she's she's the quintessential type of person that should win an elected office, but not in a Democratic stronghold. Oh, no, no, that won't happen. 
So anyway, that's just where we start this morning. Uh, you know, I, I would, I guess, I could complain about this. I, uh, I have donated money to the Republican Party as often as I can, but not. I'm not a rich person. Uh, I will be donating money to Pete Stauber's campaign and, and uh, Natalie Zelesnikar's campaign because that's just who I believe they're doing a fantastic job, and they're one of, they're they're two of only. Very few uh, Republican candidates uh, that have won election in northern Minnesota. Things might be changing a little bit up here, uh, but not a lot. Anyway, that's uh, that's where we where we start this morning. And I know we're at that point. We got to do our first break, so uh, let's do that, and then we'll come back with more here on Sound Off on a Friday edition. KDAL time is 11.26. Hey, Brad, real quickly, uh, we are overcast. It's it's chilly. 27 degrees. I guess uh, we're Ooh, about normal. back down. Yeah, yeah, 27 on the air temp, 19 on the um, on the wind chill, 19 on the wind chill. Winds are out of the southeast at 8 miles an hour. And uh, where's the music? Well, I guess we don't have it. But we do have TJ from Thorlicks and Tax Service on the phone. Well, Good. Well, you, you know what? You don't need music uh, to have uh, TJ tell you that uh, you might be spending too much, might be sending too much to the government. And he's the kind of guy that can uh, maybe take a look at your tax returns, maybe do your tax returns and find out that you don't need to send nearly that much. TJ, welcome to another Friday here on Sound Off. How you doing? I I love Fridays. I I don't know. I was just telling Kenny before you know we got on here live, and I'm thinking I don't know if I should curse you guys or take you out to lunch because <laughs> alone about 25 people have called, and you know they're always referencing the show and how much they like you, you know. And I'm like good, you know, but there are you know, 25 new people in a week, but they always come in and say the same thing. They go, TJ, you look just like you sound on the radio. What does that mean? <laughs> I thought there was a phrase when I was a kid that said, "If you're on, if you have a face for radio, it means you're ugly." So I'm thinking that's, people might think that's I'm it. ugly, yep. but I'm smart. So you know, thank God I can do taxes. Uh, oh, but no, man. it's been very, it's been nice. And the one thing I just want to jump in before I forget, and that is the one thing people call and ask about because they assume because I'm on the show that I I'm busy, 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 and I don't take new clients. But we do. We take pretty much anybody because I'm one of those few guys that work late at night and all weekends. That doesn't bother me because it's only for a few months. So we are taking new people in, so don't be afraid to call. It's, that's fine. But that's kind of nice. They think I'm that uh, successful that I don't. I got no more room, but we do. Oh, no. But uh, but the, the new tax thing came out. Uh, everyone's been waiting for this, the uh, change in the earned income credit tax. So yes. it's an extra $200 for families with uh, kids that are dependent, kids that fall into the category because that's what it is nowadays is categories. Um, And those people that have already filed, you don't have to worry because the computer at the IRS will know, and at some point they will issue out that extra $200 for people who have already filed. Okay. There's also some small business changes in there for deductions, but we don't have time to go into those in specific. But as you were saying when we started this segment here, yeah, people are paying. And for me, 80% of the small business people, that come in here and you know small business is 40 plus percent of our economy but 80 percent of those clients that come in here have enough of a refund coming back extra that they paid the government that they shouldn't needed to that it's worth doing an amended return and that to me is a humongous percentage and that's over the last 25 plus years 
and it has never gone down. It is just because there's just too many deductions, and nobody knows how they all fit and how they all work. I just have no life, and I look them up, and we follow the IRS rules exactly. So, you know, nothing cheers me up more than handing somebody ten, fifteen, twenty thousand dollars of their own money back. Boy, I guess, huh? Yeah. Why that's fun? See. Say, do you want to do you want to talk about the fact that uh, the uh, IRS has now ruled on the state of Minnesota with their uh, chintzy refund that we were supposed to get that we that we do have to pay federal taxes on it? Now you you've talked about that before. Really, what it what it boils down to is what uh, uh, they might have to pay somewhere between twenty six dollars, maybe up to as high as two hundred eighty six if they're uh, a family oh, with no. children. That oh yeah, I mean. Basically, if you're in a 10% tax bracket, okay, and most people are 10 to 15, and you got $1,000, it's, it's a few bucks. Now, what's really funny is it is a hard, steadfast rule at the IRS that if it's under $600, they're not supposed to send out these 1099 forms. And most right. people like me, I'm a single guy, so, you know, I pay, I got the $260, which, of course, changed my life and I went out and bought a boat and a new house and traveled to the Caribbean because that's only <laughs> 60 bucks. Or so incredible to make my life wonderful. Isn't that insulting? Yikes. Oh, God. They shouldn't have bragged about making the 18 million. I think I said last week or the week before, you know, the Minnesota saying, listen, we got 18 billion. So here, everybody, take 260 bucks. It's like me yeah. saying, thank you, listeners, to Brad Bennett's show. I made a million dollars last year. Everybody gets 10 cents off their taxes next year. I mean, it's just insulting. But anyway, I, if, if you don't put it in, I don't think it's, I don't believe it's enough where they're really going to make a fuss. And I'm not advising people not to. I'm just saying that right. the IRS is not going to come knock on your door and arrest you because you didn't put that 1099 in from your own right. money that you already paid taxes on that you got back from the state that now the federal government wants to tax you again on. And if they did, fine, just give them their 100 bucks. And you're fine, because if they ever give you a penalty, you can always get a penalty taken off your taxes. It's called an abatement, and you can get those in there. But I just, you know, okay. to me, you know, if I if I accidentally forget to put my $260 in on my taxes, I don't think I'm going to lose any sleep over it. No, but you're no I wouldn't to. think so. For the record, yeah. Well, for the record, you're supposed to. Yes, and and for the record, TJ is going to give you honest, straightforward information on your taxes. If you want him to look at your taxes, or better yet, if you want him to do your taxes, uh, I happen to know he's got some very solid people working with him there at uh, TJ Thorlickson's tax service. So you can give him a call at 218-279-1920. That's 218-279-1920, Thorlickson Tax Service. And, TJ, uh, it's been a pleasure again talking to you on these Fridays. I think a lot of people get good information, and I'm so, uh, I'm so proud that our people respond and, uh, and give you a call. It has been really nice to help people out. In fact, you know, not only the phone number works, but if you go to Thorlickson.com, you can now just book an appointment with me uh, online or video. So that makes it a lot oh, easier fantastic. than people don't like to use the phone. Just, you know, Thorlix and just the way it sounds, dot com. Okay. And right in the beginning, it says, click to meet with TJ. Super. All right. Very good. Makes it easy. Well, thank, thank you again. We'll talk to you next Friday. Uh, Kenny, oh. we got to do uh, CBS News, right?
880 AL time, 1137. Overcast uh, air temp at the National Weather Service in Duluth is 27. Uh, the coffee machine's on. That is Billy Joe and the Checkmates Percolator <laughs> Twist. Now, what co- what what coffee company used to use that? Was it Folgers? I don't know, Brad. I don't know if this is something that was used by a... I'm not sure. I don't recall. I'm pretty sure Folgers used to use the percolator thing kind of like that. It wasn't the, the same piece. Percolator yeah. twist. I hope people are still drinking coffee. It's 1137. Uh, Brad, this song, by the way, this charted. <laughs> this went to number 10 on the Billboard You're Hot kidding. 100 singles chart in early 1962. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Oh, man. <laughs> well, uh, I just heard on the news there, and we all just heard that... Uh, President Biden is going to be out uh, uh, where the bodies of the three service members that were killed in that raid, uh, that uh, drone attack, uh, are going to be brought uh, to uh, the U.S. And yesterday, uh, I'll tell you what, the more I'm starting to hear uh, from our own uh, people, there's there's something big coming down the pike here. Uh, According to the Associated Press report, uh, yesterday, of course, we all know that Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin uh, had his first uh, public, I guess, press conference since he uh, had found out that he had just uh, had uh, pancreatic cancer and uh, and had kind of gone into hiding and forgot to tell his boss, the president or his staff about it. But he did come out yesterday, according to the Associated Press now. Uh, Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin said Thursday that the U.S. is preparing to take significant action to further disable Iran-backed militias that have struck at U.S. forces and ships in the Middle East at least 166 times. For days, the U.S. has hinted strikes are imminent, while the threat of retaliation for Sunday's deaths have has driven believe this or not it has driven some of the militant groups to say oh you know what we're going to stop that hostility against you against america we're going to stop shooting missiles just uh, leave us alone now okay and even iran the the sponsor of all of these terrorist groups has come out and said we don't we don't want to broaden the war against america we don't want a broader war uh uh, against America, so we are advising the terrorist uh, groups to uh, refuse or refrain from attacking uh, American uh, ships. Yeah, they think they're going to soft soap us with that one. Anyway, Thursday, Yemen Houthi rebels were still attacking vessels in the Red Sea and fired a ballistic missile at a Liberian flagged, or, or li- yeah, Liberian li- Liberian flagged container ship. So Lloyd is saying, look, we've had some previous strikes. Uh, the U.S. has struck. Uh, uh, we've had some some uh, air airstrikes on certain Iranian groups, backed groups. But we're planning some, some stuff, some big stuff. Iran-backed militia groups have struck at Americans. Uh, U.S. bases in Iraq and Syria and all over that area, like I said, 166 times. While Iran has denied involvement, Lloyd Austin said Thursday that how much Iran knew or didn't know, we don't know. 
but I really it really doesn't matter because Iran is sponsoring these groups. See, if Iran wasn't giving the Houthis missiles or wasn't giving uh, Hamas missiles, they wouldn't have any missiles to shoot. But they are doing it. So in essence, Iran is the sponsor of all of this. I don't think the adversaries are one are one and done mindset at all, and we can't be doing that either. We're going to do what is necessary to protect our troops. Of course, you know we've had 166 attacks, and so far they haven't stopped. Um, also on Thursday, Central Command said it has dis- it had destroyed two more Houthi fired drones. One overhead drone fired at 5 a.m. in Yemen was shot down in the Gulf of Aden. A few hours later, an an uncrewed surface vessel, a drone that travels through the water, was uh, determined to be an imminent threat and was struck in self-defense in the Red Sea. So we are acting to defend ourselves, but according to the Associated Press and according to what uh, Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin said, "There is uh, we are preparing to take significant action. To me, I mean, if I was in charge, if I was Lloyd Austin, I would somehow be trying to hit the Iranian supply units that are supplying uh, these uh, drones and missiles and stuff to the um, backed rebel organizations. Uh, I would be trying to make uh, Iran hurt somehow, either completely blockading their shipment of oil to or organization. You know, they're, they're still shipping huge amounts of oil to China on a regular basis, even though we're supposed to be controlling uh, what they're doing because they're a terror-sponsoring organization. So we'll see how that uh, comes out in the long run. But anyway, so far, not much of anything has happened. Um I I will tell you this. I was rather stupefied yesterday when I got out of the dentist's office and I'm driving home and I'm listening to the radio, of course. And uh, on the radio, they're talking about the fact that uh, President Joe Biden was on his way to Michigan. He was uh, actually was going to Michigan to look for the support of the uh, United Auto Workers. But he also knows that Michigan has the probably the largest population of Arab and Muslim uh, people living in those areas in Michigan. And he knows that their leaders are very upset at, uh, uh, at Joe Biden uh, uh, because they perceived his support for Israel in the war against Hamas. Shouldn't be perceived. It should be automatic. I mean, but but I guess it's perceived. Anyway... Yesterday, before he left Washington, he issued a uh, executive order. You know, this guy's great for taking control himself and just doing whatever he thinks needs to be done. Uh, and it's not always the right thing to do, which this wasn't yesterday. Do you know what? Have you heard about this yet, Kenny? Specifically what? Well, this executive order that Biden came out with yesterday uh, as he was heading to to Michigan, where um, he he he's saying that, uh, well, let's see, how did he put it? He said, we 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 can we condemn any extremist settlers violence in the West Bank or in in Gaza. 
meaning basically the order would apply financial sanctions to individuals committing acts of violence in the West Bank, uh, known to many Israels as Judea and Samaria, who are already subject to prosecution. In other words, there have been some Israelis in those areas that have committed violence against Arabs and Muslims. And this executive order was to go after them. Now, Israel has already arrested the few uh, people that have committed violence against Arabs in those areas, and they have threatened to punish them under Israeli law. But the language of the executive order, without evidence, the settler violence has reached high levels. In fact, Israel officials say it has declined. But according to Joe Biden, it has has reached high levels. Uh, Statistically, there are also many times more attacks by Palestinians against Jews than vice versa. But he he didn't say anything about he was going to punish Arabs or uh, members of Hamas who attack Israel. As as uh, Israel's legal scholar Eugene Konorovich noted, the order does not require acts of violence. Anyone vaguely involved in doing or not doing anything the White House thinks undermines peace and security can be punished. It also only is being applied to Israeli Jews, not to Palestine. Even though the Palestinian Authority encourages violence against Jews through the pay-to-slay policy, they actually have a policy that if you slay Israelis, your family will get paid a uh, a certain amount of money on a regular basis, stipend, uh, to provide terrorist activities in that area. So it's pretty obvious that what Joe Biden was doing yesterday was playing to his audience of Arabs and Muslims in Michigan as he was going up there. He wanted to play to their, uh, because they've, they've committed a lot of acts of protest and, and they've come out and said that they're not going to vote for Joe Biden uh, because he's supporting Israel's efforts. So they wanted to, he wanted to show, oh, yeah, I'm doing everything I can to stop acts of violence against Palestinians as well, which I didn't know there was a whole lot of them. We only saw the incursions uh, by Hamas into Gaza and the raping, pillaging, and plundering that went on there that they wanted to film so that they could take credit for it. Anyway, I'm disgusted by that. But uh, in the meantime, we've got to take our Minnesota news break. So we'll be back shortly. KDAL time, 1152, 27 degrees at the National Weather Service. We are going to be extremely mild uh, this weekend, Brad. We're going to be relatively warm. And the winds aren't going to be an issue. We're going to see light winds and some sun. My goodness. It's going to be fantastic. I mean, I was listening uh, before we came on the air. The local weather was uh, saying Sunday, maybe 44, sunny. That's gorgeous. Yeah, and light winds. That's the best part, I think. Yeah. Yep. 
Well, anyway, uh, we're we're quickly running out of this first hour. I do want to I do want to tell you a little bit though. I've been watching this uh, this whole thing going on up in New York since that since that uh, group of uh, illegal immigrants attacked a couple of police officers. I'm sure most of you have seen the video of it. Two, uh, I think two police officers plus a lieutenant were sent uh, to um, one of the migrant housing uh, areas uh, to break up a, a group of people that had been congregating outside, smoking and drinking and doing other things. And uh, when they got there, they uh, one one particular migrant tried to get mouthy and aggressive with the police, and they tried to move them along, and they got into an altercation with the two police officers. As they uh, tried to arrest this guy, seven or eight other migrants jumped in and started kicking at the police officers' heads and shoulders. And uh, now uh, they have arrested almost all of them. They've uh, they've uh, they had video cameras, of course, in the area, and they arrested uh, the majority of them um, and have taken them into account. They even have pictures. Uh, booking pictures of them. Um, but the governor of New York, New York Governor Kathy Hokalau, I think it's pronounced, or Hokalau, she reported, reported uh, when she was questioned by the Times, uh, she said, I think we need to get them all and send them all back to where they came from. Now, this is a Democratic governor who has been uh, very open about a sanctuary state, sanctuary city. But she went on to say, you don't touch our police officers. You don't touch anybody. Now, it, it has made, they have not endeared themselves to the general public because one of the ones that was arrested that was involved in the fight uh, as he was taken to the courthouse, he, as he was released from the courthouse afterwards, by the way, all of these people were released on their own recognizance. Well, I think there was one guy that did get a small bail. But, the, you know, they've been released on their own recognizance, uh, meaning they should show up back at a court date. Uh, the one guy was confronted by television cameras as he walked away from the court, and uh, he so uh, just genuinely, uh, intelligently gave the cameras the middle finger. Well, now uh, well, Brad, this has gotten where, out there. Where is President Biden's executive order on not allowing these people to cross into our uh, country? Where's that executive I, I, order, Brad? I think I must have missed that one. Because the president has the power to do that. Yes, he does. The president of the United States, in his own words, said t- he can shut the border if he gets things his way. I guess I'm kind of paraphrasing yeah. it. But, yeah. you know, you do a little deal Basically. with me, uh, I'll do a deal yeah. with you. Give me the, a little more money. The president has can, all the power in the world to protect our borders to protect our nation. Where's that executive order, Brad? And the federal government, ICE or whoever is in charge, maybe nobody's in charge, but they did uh, they did round these people up in New York. They know exactly who they are. ICE should immediately take them into control 
and send them back to where they came from. The only problem is with that, Kenny, you know as well as I do, that it'll be just a matter of weeks and they'll sneak across the border again because we have no control of our border. So it, it does no good at all to round these people up and send them back to where they came from, uh, even though it's the right thing to do, because they'll just find a way back. I mean, some of these people have snuck across the border five and six and seven times. But uh, the, the, the governor of New York went on to say, I mean, if someone commits a crime against a police officer in the state of New York and they're not here legally, definitely worth checking into, said Hokalo, a, a Democrat. Uh, she said, we, we should be sending these people on their way. Assaulting a police officer is a federal crime, and such a charge can make a person eligible for deportation. All of the seven people arrested in the incident so far are migrants. At least two gave police officers addresses that they have used as shelters for newly arrived migrants. Well, you know what? Why are we kowtowing to these individuals? They should be rounded up and sent out of this country as fast as we can possibly get them out of here. Um Hope they're, they're, mocking, Wednesday. they're a mo- they're mocking oh, they, the American people. They're mocking they law enforcement. You bet they are. I mean, for a guy that's been arrested and went to court to give the cameras the finger? Really? He probably he wasn't has a, no fear of being kicked out of the country. Well, yeah, and he's probably been in prison in some Central American uh, countries. Who knows? Yeah. Maybe well, he came here guys, for this uh, reason. That could be. Uh, a couple of them do have criminal records. One of the men arrested, Yonri uh, Brito, 24. Brito pleaded guilty to dis- disorderly conduct in September and has two open court bench warrants, uh, the district attorney's office stated. He should be gone right now. We'll be back, hour number two, coming up shortly, folks. 